welcome to the Jazz Violin Podcast, episode 5. Uh, this episode is actually sponsored by Schuttler. If you don't know Schuttler, Schuttler are a Swiss company specializing in the amplification of stringed instruments. They make pickups, uh, amplifiers, and preamps. Uh, for the last, I'd say about the last seven years, I've been using the Stat V pickup, which is their system for the violin, or one of their systems for the violin. Uh, in my opinion, it's the best pickup for the violin on the market. Uh, I think amplifying the violin is already a pretty difficult thing to do. It's such an amazing acoustic instrument, but uh, in my opinion, the Stat V uh, does it best. I've tried so many different pickups uh, during my time playing, and really, this is you know the Stat V has always been the one that has done it for me. If you think back, also a couple of months ago. Uh, we had Scott Tixier on the podcast, and I know for a fact that he uses a Schertler Stat V. That also brings us to our next guest, who is Ola Kvernberg, and Ola also uses the Stat V. Ola is a Norwegian violinist. Um, some of you who are Gypsy Jazz fans might recognize his playing from... The Angelo DeBar album, Angelo is back in town, and there's also a Jimmy Rosenberg album that he did with uh, the Hot Club de Norvège. Um, but that was quite a while ago. Ola now uh, writes a lot of his own music. Um, we spoke quite a lot about that on the pod on the podcast. I really like, I really like his stuff. But. Um, yeah, we didn't have that long to do the interview. Sadly, we, it was like it was quite hectic. Um, because I think it's you know he was over playing with um, with the Trondheim Orchestra at Ronnie Scott's, and uh, things didn't go to plan for us. So um, we ended up going for the interview in a park just down the road from Ronnie Scott's, which means that the sound isn't amazing. But we actually had a great chat anyway. So. Here it is. Check it out. Ola Kvernberg. Quite Try low. and be... Oh, no, you're, you, yeah, that's great. Okay. Yeah. I think we should just start again. Yeah, yeah. We should start again. Yeah. So from just the, how you started playing. From the top again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so basically I was, I was born into a... Um, um, musical family I guess with yeah. um, uh, we're four siblings and uh, at some point all of us uh, played but we at least three of us turned out professional musicians okay my sisters being um, a classical pianist yeah. and uh, my other sister is a folk uh, fiddler Great. Um, and my brother uh, he's like the family's outcast he turned out to be a doctor oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah yeah, so so um, I basically started playing. Uh, I was given the violin at age three, and then uh, became part of like the the house uh, musicality, like the house, the, mm -hmm. the Kvernberg Orchestra. All right. called it. I played like old, old, uh, uh, you know, like romantic classical pieces. Oh uh, really? Like cha okay. chamber style. Ah. And and folk music, you know, folk, folk music and and uh, this style of folk music called gamal dance, which is uh, more of like the the, uh, the more like dancey kind of folk folk music, I guess. Uh, you know? Norwegian folk music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So 
So uh, yeah, more reminiscent of uh, you know old time style, mm -hmm. that 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 kind of okay. uh, style. Old time is it? When you say old time, is it like American old? Like the American old time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. It's similar to that. It's right. gamal dance. Yeah, like with a lot of uh, like polkas and you know like ah, this okay. kind of uh, the stomping rhythm mm -hmm. kind of music. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, uh, and I did that um, with my mom as a teacher up until I was nine years old. Yeah. And then, um, and then uh, with our, I'm, I'm from this little town outside of uh, a little town <laughs> in yeah. uh, on the west coast of Norway called uh, Frana, uh, which is really small, um, nine thousand inhabitants, um, uh, spread on a big, big, big area. Okay. Uh, and uh, my. Classical violin teacher from age nine to eighteen. She she came to to Frana to my hometown when uh, yeah. when I was nine, and basically that that's that was the beginning of uh, like my classical training. I yeah. guess yeah. Okay, mm. and uh, I guess next thing to wonder is how you started playing jazz, right? Or improvised yeah. music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I um, I guess I was around. I think I was 14 um, when uh, I discovered because uh, my dad has a huge like vinyl collection okay. and uh, like Deutsche gramophone and uh, and uh, classical recordings for the most part at least at the time. Yeah. But but um, he had this one album, this double album with um, Sven Asmussen and Stefan Grappelli. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, Nils yeah, Henninger, Stuart Pedersen, and uh, yeah, yeah, two of a kind. You right, know that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, and I was like uh, instantly hooked on on uh, on that album. Yeah. And basically, I I remember like um, uh, you know transcribing like or like learning everything like all, both Sven and uh, oh, and, really? uh, and Grappelli's oh, really? uh, uh, solos on that album because yeah. I just you know play, kept playing it over and over and yeah, I played yeah. together with it. And then like like one year later, uh, some guy told me. That you know what what the concept of improv was. Oh, right. <laughs> so I basically okay, but fuck I you know I thought I thought <laughs> I thought I had it now you know like yeah, uh, yeah. I learned the tunes and oh, that was okay. really cool. Yeah. And then they said no you know they make that stuff up you know right, on yeah. the fly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which was kind of a huge blow. Uh, but uh, you know <laughs> that turned <laughs> quickly turned into like you know yeah a lifestyle I guess you know sure, uh, yeah. like a really yeah like. Realizing that this kind of music uh, has uh, just uh, has no limits, you know. Yeah. So, from there on out, I guess you know, from age 16 to 18 was when I sort of went more, more and more intense with the the jazz playing, and I started getting gigs in my neighboring town of Molde, uh -huh. uh, which also is. Uh, the host for uh, for this Molde Jazz Festival, oh, yeah. which is like the biggest festival in Norway, yeah. uh, jazz festival in Norway. Um, so I got sort of uh, yeah, like I got some some guys to play with there, mm -hmm. horn players mostly. So okay. I was uh, challenged to you know play like in uh, in flat keys, yeah. uh, which was I guess you know nice training for a violinist, right? <laughs> yeah, it is a, it is yeah. good training. Yeah, uh, so. Um, and from there on out, when I was 18, I went sort of full on, yeah. following. Um, I I went to this uh, 
concert with the Hot Club de Norvege oh, yeah. at the Django Festival in Oslo. Cool. You been to the Django Festival? I've not. So, no, oh, no. no, no. no. It's it's I think they've been, they've been doing it for 30 years, yeah, yeah, over yeah, 30 yeah. years now. It's, uh, it looks like it's a great one. It's yeah, really yeah. Good. It's always uh, like a super fresh lineup. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't been there for, for a few years now. But, yeah. uh, when I was more into the Hot Club style, I, we, yeah. I, I used to play it a lot. So but that was basically, yeah, when I was like 17, at that festival, uh, yeah, yeah, playing with uh, John Larson mm -hmm. and uh, and um, and those guys, um, that was sort of my breakthrough, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. From there on out, I started releasing albums and you know, yeah. recording with uh, Jimmy Rosenberg and. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How was how was that then uh, recording with Jimmy? Oh, uh, amazing! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I was 17, and I was sort of like just tossed into this world of yeah. uh, hot jazz that I that was really uh, new and fresh yeah. and unknown to me. So, you know, this whole uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a uh, you know like a, a sh uh, shivering uh, experience in a way, right. you know, but but really yeah. cool. Yeah. But also, you know. Like playing in the studio for the first time, and then okay. realizing, yeah. you know, you've, you'll get the the dark cloud eventually in the studio where uh, creativity <laughs> yeah. stops. You know, and, yeah. you know, so I was really, I was really unexperienced at the time. Okay, but but uh, yeah, I think yeah, that even though you know, I think my, my playing on the album is is really uh, you know to be to be uh, generous to myself. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Young, at least. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, uh, it was a nice, you know, super inspiring to meet uh, a musician such as, uh, as Jimmy. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Who, when, yeah. When did you When did you do uh, the Angelo album? <coughs> I was just <coughs> two years later, I think. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I did. I basically did um, a string of albums on on Hot Club uh, Records. Yeah. <laughs> Following the, the Jimmy album, uh, I did a uh, like a solo compilation album with uh, like three different settings, yeah. three, uh, three three different uh, lineups, <coughs> and um, and I did the uh, uh, Angelo the Bar album, and uh, I did this. Eventually, I did this trio album, which I yeah. so, which is sort of the, my, my yeah, I counted as my first like own like uh, mm -hmm. yeah, album as a leader. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, is that the one with Doug Rainey? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, is that someone smoking weed or something? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. a, so we're in it's the park, strangely so. familiar <laughs> yeah. smell. Here. We're in a park, I guess. The old sir. Yeah. How there? Yeah, <coughs> I have a bit of allergies, so maybe. How oh, do you? Yeah, maybe. Oh, no. no, but it's, it's fine though. <laughs> we'll be, this is a, this has been this hasn't been easy so in <coughs> But we're there now. We're there. We're now. hanging no, in I there. I just hope that you're not gonna start. So <laughs> bloating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no. No, it shouldn't be that uh, yeah. no, bad. Cool. Though. Oh, All right. Um, so. We were talking about the Angel. Oh, we were talking about the Doug Rainey <laughs> album, and that's the one that I think I first heard you on, actually. Okay, that's yeah, I yeah. First heard you. Yeah, um, yeah, I really like that one. Oh, thanks. It's yeah. really great. It's playing is really cool. But already on that, you were playing quite. Um, <coughs> you know, you wouldn't. I wouldn't say that you sounded like a sort of um, 
regular hot club violinist you mm -hmm. sound quite like beatboxing there's a lot of like beatboxing yeah. you're playing yeah but the thing was <clears throat> I had this I had this thing and I've always had this thing for pianists you know? okay piano players and um, I guess at the time I've, I've been I've, I was listening a lot to Oscar Peterson yeah okay. uh, and I'm you know I'm still that's sort of like a childhood crush for me right, this, yeah. uh, he's playing his style of like swing and his, his blend of, of blues and, yeah. uh, and bebop yeah so uh, <clears throat> and also at the time I was playing this record I'd, I'd heard um, uh, I'd, I'd discovered uh, DJ Rockwood as well yeah which also influenced me a lot, yeah. you know, like... Uh, yeah, I think you could probably hear that, actually, I, I guess, from what I, I guess, yeah, yeah. A little bit, not like, you know, you weren't copying him, but yeah, it was definitely something I could do. Um, you know, it's, it's some of the... Um, I guess, yeah, I think... I, I guess that's why I sort of like count that album as, as sort of like the first, like, official yeah. album, because I think it's, you know, there's, a, there's like a... I guess there's like a straight line going from there to mm -hmm. till now. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. it, uh, like stylistically, anyways, yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, I already, I'd started uh, the, the jazz studies at the conservatory in Trondheim, so uh, I was uh, like, yeah, I guess one year into my more like you know deep studies of uh, yeah. uh, right. jazz music, not just gigging, gigging around, you know, yeah. but uh, okay. actually pract practicing and a lot. And, uh, That's good that you were gigging around before you went and studied that. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if that's always the case with. People definitely wasn't for me. No, no. I, don't know if it is for, I mean, I gigged. The, yeah, I did, but not playing jazz. No, no. I wouldn't have. I no. wouldn't have been able. I don't think you would have wanted to hear me play jazz before I studied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and nowadays, I, well, I guess since then, mm. I guess it's, you've been doing stuff that's a lot more. I guess like sort of more progressive. I guess is that right? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess do. you could say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I guess I've. Um, at least, like the, the since 2010, uh, I released this album in 2011 called uh, uh, Liarbird, uh -huh. which was sort of, I guess, you know, like a, it was like the beginning of an era for me where I stopped focusing on uh, on me as a like a soloist and started focusing on on like uh, yeah more on on compositions more, I guess. Mm -hmm. So. How old were you around? Uh, I turned 30 that year. Right. Yeah, so I'm turning 37 this year. So, um, yeah. So I guess that's sort of like the, the trip I'm on now. And yeah. uh, increasingly less like violin oriented and yeah. increasingly more like just like creating music oriented. Yeah. yeah. That being said, you know I'm I'm still a, a, a great big violin nerd, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have so, to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think I was just listening to your most album. What's it called again? It's got it's left, left me. Yeah. Left my my newest. Yeah. Steam Dome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that, as you, what you just said about it being less violin, violin orientated and not mm -hmm. about the solos, it seemed more yeah. just about the, the melody. And stuff. Yeah. 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 What what's your what are your influences for for that? Well, for that for that album I had that I like uh, I basically made the band and concept before I didn't you know I didn't bring the violin into the loop until like in the very end of the oh, process. Right. So I just 
focusing on grooves and uh, like writing out drum grooves and uh, bass grooves, you know, like checking out. Just I wanted to just like make like dance music, just acoustic or you know like electric, not electronic, you know. Okay. Uh, so that was uh, like the the pitch for the uh, that album. Yeah. And um, and also I wanted to bring like the. Uh, the, the tr try and add some more, you know, whereas like EDM and that kind of like progressive. Uh, the, yeah. That being said, the, the more progressive part of EDM, sure. not like the super boring, right. uh, like chill out EDM okay. stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to generalize, yeah. uh, anyways. But you know, if, if you could, uh, I guess you could say there's. Uh, in many cases, there's not a very like clear melody. It's yeah. Just uh, just a lot of uh, like layers, just uh, going forward. So I wanted to, I really wanted to add, you know, some of the like my romantic. I'm a really like romancer when it comes to melodies. Yeah. So so um, I wanted to add the melody. So that's that's where the violin comes in, I guess. You yeah, know, yeah, sure. yeah. and in my head, more like a. You know, like, because I always consider my albums like movies these days, uh, and uh, and like the violin is uh, check him out. <laughs> the vi the violin is is more like the narrator. You know, right. yeah, that's a, that's so I you know a lot of stuff happening, and yeah. then you know you make space for it, and then the violin can go in, and you just like uh, explain something, and then we yeah. move on to to the next part. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so not many, not much violin solos on that album. Sure, uh, I think I did notice one. I was just listening to it just before I met you. Okay, I yeah. noticed one. It felt like yeah. a solo. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, it's yeah. sort of a, it's sort of a. Yeah, I guess there's so, sort of one solo. Yeah, 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 yeah but not loud. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so interesting to talk to you about when you were learning jazz actually we go mm -hmm. back to that yeah yeah is there anything that you found difficult about playing jazz on the violin you mentioned a little bit about playing in uh, in funny keys well in yeah, yeah. With, like, flat keys uh -huh. with other with other instrumentalists yeah yeah did you find that you said you found it difficult well be honest you know uh, uh, i found everything really difficult you know inc increasingly difficult as i as i you know when i started jazz studies uh, in in Trondheim, I was, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> that was three horns at once. Yeah. That was how, like, all from different places. Yeah, one behind us. It's crazy. Like, yeah, we're, so we're lucky today. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, in in Trondheim, I was. Um, uh, I remember being like really envious of of both like saxophone players and piano players, and I had this whole phase where I would, uh, you know. And I, th I think you can hear that in my playing as well, because um, maybe not on the Cats and Dog album, but around about the time or somewhere maybe a bit later, I was really into like trying to reduce the violin to just like a tonal generator, you know? Okay. I, I just, uh, because I've, uh, I really found it to be super like limiting at the time. Um, so, so to reduce it to just a ton, as in to just make it so you're just making. Well, so I'm, I'm not like I'm not like enhancing any of the like the the oral like the like the acoustic 
qualities of the violin, you know, like with the open strings and and the idiomatic approaches yeah. that would like get the you know like with double stops yeah. that kind of thing yeah. stuff that gets like Nothing that will like yeah that will make the violin sing you know yeah, okay. uh, like just tone producing yeah. Yeah. Uh, stuff idiomatically yeah. versus chromatically I guess yeah. uh, and which uh, yeah so I, I had this phase where I was you know I really didn't listen to uh, I listened to Didier Lockwood yeah. for the like maybe the first year mm-hmm. um, uh, or first year or, or two I guess yeah and then no violinists basically mm-hmm. just uh, Charlie Parker John Coltrane mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of miles but I was really into like more the beboppy kind of uh, yeah. uh, Players, uh, a lot of p- piano players, Bud Powell, Oscar mm-hmm. Peterson, um, uh, yeah, just uh, a lot of different uh, stuff. Um, Kenny Garrett, yeah, yeah, I was really into that. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> I guess um, yeah, I, f- I found. The first years I found like the instrument to be like really limiting. Once I was, I guess that it was part of like uh, the rioting against the traditional like hot swing style. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, I think uh-huh. because uh, uh, you know like the style of uh, Grappelli, it's, yeah. it's so it's so intertwined with the instrument. It's, it's and very violinistic. Or very yeah yeah yeah. So yeah. there's like lots of open strings. Isn't it? Lots of open strings, yeah, yeah, and like uh, you know, overtones, flageolettas, uh, yeah. like naturals, and yeah. So, which is you know, like it, it's uh, nice, but I I found that I wasn't like compatible with the other players, you know, playing that. Uh, it doesn't work, yeah. Uh, yeah, Because you, if it you worked in a st- hot, hot, yeah, swing uh, yeah, setting, but yeah, uh, uh, I guess if you want to do that, you want to you want to stick in, you've got to stick in certain keys. Yeah. I guess that's not always gonna. Yeah, yeah. That's not always gonna happen if you if you're playing with basically anybody who doesn't play hot club. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. yeah also, it's a and also it's a a beat thing, uh, yeah. you know, because uh, like the phrasing is so tightly locked in with uh, like the idiomatic like uh, string shifts and yeah. using like open strings to. Yeah. To, to make stuff sing and yeah. I mean I mean I guess that that's that's the irony though because later like as I started uh, uh, you know chilling out a bit more I guess you know when I was uh, yeah. like more closer to 30 yeah um, I started like returning to okay you know this is actually a violin you know yeah. as I, I can actually do stuff that yeah. that uh, other instruments can't you know and maybe I should focus a little more on that like on the just the the sheer sound of the instrument and not so much on uh, on, like shredding chromatic lines you know yeah but uh, yeah yeah so I guess I found it limiting in in the beginning but uh, but, uh, it was it was a nice way to uh, like rediscover the violin I think sure yeah yeah cool how, what time are we on, actually? Hmm. Quite sure. It's five past half. 
But okay, yeah. what time do you think we should wrap this up for you to get back to your? Is it 45? Maybe another 10 minutes or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah let's Is that's that. cool with let's you. Let's try and do that. Yeah. Okay then. So amplification. Is amplification. Yeah. It's interesting to talk to different violinists about. In fact, you know what? I maybe about four years ago. This is just off off topic a little bit. Mm -hmm. About four years ago, I think I sent you a message on Facebook because oh. I had noticed that you used the Schertler pickup. That's right. And I also noticed that, and I, I noticed that you had a little stick underneath it. Yeah. Like yeah. a little matchstick underneath it. Yeah, in yeah. One of your videos, and I thought, and I thought, is he doing what? Is he, is he doing the same thing as me? And I remember because you taking it in and out. Yeah, yeah. And, and then thinking, it gets worn is, out. Is that why you're doing it? Is That's that a good it. idea? That's I, it. Yeah, yeah. And I think you did get back to me. You said, Yeah. It's, it's to it's to get it in and out. Is that yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Because uh, you have, you know the, you have this uh, what's it called this uh, uh, this yeah, or, you know like, what's you know like the, the stuff you put in stuff. bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the cork. Cork. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this this piece of cork. It gets uh, compressed too much, so yeah. it doesn't sit af yeah. after a few yeah. removals. It doesn't yeah. sit anymore. So I actually, I found uh, saxophone uh, reeds. Ah. <laughs> I just uh, tear off uh, pieces of saxophone reeds yeah. because it's uh, the the woodwork is so uh, yeah. finely. Yeah. Uh, it's a fine woodwork, so yes, it, or it's really dense, you know. Mm -hmm. So I can and it's a perfect like uh, thing to get it to stick. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because I think that I had that issue with it, with because I, you know, I really liked the sound of the of the of the pickup, but mm -hmm. I didn't like that when I played acoustically, it sort of killed my tone. Yeah, it's like and a so mute. I, yeah. I just take it in and out every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the same thing happened to me. That yeah. It wears down, and then you're like, well, what am I going to do now? Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. That's yeah. it. I got that from you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, oh, right. Cool. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, sorry, but actually, it'd be interesting to hear. Your thoughts about amplification? Yeah, it's to me. I think it's a. I think it's a really difficult thing for the violin. I find that you know the violin is such an amazing acoustic instrument. You spend so much time, or you know, you, you can spend so much time working on that yeah. sound. Yeah, yeah. And then you plug in. Yeah. And then you know, but you remove it removes the sound. The, uh, but yeah, then yeah. you need to do that if you want to. Yeah. Play with the drummer, or yeah, 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 yeah. so I don't know if you have a battle with that. Yeah, I've uh, believe me, I've have, uh, had some thoughts about that through through the years. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you know, it's a bit, it's a great big hassle for violinists. You know, uh, if if you want to play with drummers, mm -hmm. uh, you, you basically have to find a way, you know, to 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 break through. Uh, and I guess in my in my uh, Experience. I I started out trying out different, like you know, like Fishman. Yeah. Uh, I tried different pickup systems before I wound up with the Schertler Eagle yeah. Subkov. This like home homemade. Uh, it was pretty good actually, but uh, it was uh, uh, yeah, it fell apart really fast. I remember. Right. So what different different pickups? And I was sort of the first years. I was really focusing on on uh, just you know just the pickup and just to like make the best sound out yeah. of the uh, pickup but I really never was really happy until I, I found the Schertler uh, uh, Stat V yeah yeah uh, also and I guess yeah to, in, in general my quest for like the sound started off uh, really like um, 
uh, almost like a emergency solution just to, uh, yeah. you know, tear through the the wall of sound yeah. in the beginning, yeah. and uh, and like a really, uh, really like a compromise, I guess. You know, like I was I was I was aware of the fact that the tone wasn't uh, what I wanted it to be, yeah. but that it was, you know, uh, uh, utopia to get like a, a better sound yeah. at the time. But then through the years, I've I've found ways and I've sort of like embraced this thing. So it went from like a pragmatic thing to to a preferred choice. So now I, my my sound is is more basically it's uh, it's always a, a mixture of the lower end of uh, of the shirtler mm -hmm. and then some high end from a DPA or if I'm in, yes. in a, if I'm in a studio setting I will I will use uh, uh, different mics maybe like okay. U47 uh, maybe or, okay. yeah or uh, uh, maybe a st stereo condenser couple mm -hmm. actually. Okay. Uh, just to get uh, a lot of headroom, acoustic headroom. Yeah. So I guess that's the that's the the general problem with the violin and the amplification is that uh, uh, it's the treble to to get the treble through. At least with yeah. pickups, that's a real yeah. drag to to have it sound nice up in up in the yeah in the brighter uh, uh, frequencies okay so what as in getting it through is the first thing and then making it sound nice is the second yeah 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 so it's, yeah, yeah i guess yeah. that's uh yeah that's sort of like a, a game plan yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah i always i've like all, all gigs now i always blend so i, I never use only uh, one mm -hmm. i always use the shadow uh, and also i have it's not just Right out of the box, I have this uh, EQ uh, in addition, where yeah. I can, where I can uh, do more adjustments sure. to, to the sound, especially yeah. to, yeah, especially to the low end to, to try and even it out a bit because, right. uh, yeah, when you're because I'm always killing a lot of top from the right. from the uh, DI or from the pickup, yeah, and sure. and then I'm leaving that more to the DPA to you know to provide the the high end. Ah, so you yeah. kill the top from the pickup. Yeah, yeah, sure, almost though. entirely. Yeah. Oh so, right. Yeah, yeah. Is it, is it how many? What sort of band EQ do you have on it? Well, uh, live what? I have this four four band EQ actually. Okay. So yeah. you take the. the yeah, I can high, I can just uh, high pass. Uh, okay. So I'll I'll just go uh, yeah almost way down from two K and up. Right. Just uh, okay. Take it away. Okay. And uh, yeah. And then when I have this, uh, when I have this um, uh, acoustic mics in addition or like mixed in, mm -hmm. um, I get uh, yeah that's that's turned into my preferred sound where I will actually you know and that and that's why it's often a bit tricky to lock in with new sound engineers because it's not it's not what you would. Uh, like expect uh, from a, a violin because I I like my sound deeper and uh, and more bass heavy than okay. uh, than I guess than uh, an acoustic violin would be. Okay. So I always have to you know if I'm working with new uh, sound engineers I have to go, go a few extra rounds uh, yeah. to convince them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just have to do that now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now we have our own oh, guy. You got your own. Yeah. Yeah. So he he knows. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I find it interesting because I just know that it, it. I guess for you, you must you must play a lot of your 
music yeah. with with a pickup amplifier. So yeah. you must have had to sort of change change your playing to, to, fit, yeah. to fit that, right? How you how you attack the instrument? Definitely, yeah. And one, I'd, I'll say that one of the one of the benefits of the like the pickup playing thing. Yeah. Well, that I was able to play a lot lighter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that really changed my playing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now like what used to be like a compromise, now it's sort of like yeah, everything's yeah. just intertwined into a. It becomes your thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the thing, the thing with the, um, the amplification and the, and the, you know the being being able to. Being able to, you can hear the wind. Nice. Yeah, the the idea of being able to play like really, I'm I'm almost applying like the at least when I'm playing, you know, more like faster kind of phrases maybe, I can apply almost no pressure, you know. Yeah. So I can just. Sorry, it's like a yeah. Something on your head though. Yeah. Is it? I don't think it's alive. No. By it's like a war zone know, making yeah. podcasts these days. <laughs> yeah. Just wear like these helmets. Yeah. 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 Oh, um, yeah. I was saying, yeah, yeah. So if I can, I guess, with depending on what I'm playing, but if I'm playing like a more like faster uh, rhythmic stuff, yeah. I'm, I'm actually, you know. In, in terms of pressure on the bow, yeah. uh, it's like the whole the register is just like between zero and thirty uh, percent or yeah. something, you know, yeah. and just tip of the bow yeah. for for those pa- yeah. parts of it. Because okay. yeah, I feel like uh, that's that's how I can sort of uh, master the the or to or to get the, the like the f- the flow, the rhythmic yeah. flow that I want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's quite a Didier thing, in it. That is yeah, it. yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He did that really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, him and Jean-Luc Ponty, they yeah. did that, you know. Yeah. Ponty still got. Yeah, Ponty applies a bit more pressure though, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Middle of the bow a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe I've, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Didier's, yeah, Didier's thing is, is that, is the tip. Super uh, low, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what time are we on? You got a... Yeah, Adam also, uh, uh, Baldic. He's, uh, he also ah. applies, I think you know. But but you know, he has the whole range, though you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I guess that's I guess that's the thing, you know. Uh, uh, depending on what music we play, but mm. you know, when when uh, it's nice to be you know to be able to like have this whole dynamic thing yeah. going again, you know, yeah. that you don't have to like limit yourself because of the style of music you're playing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Playing the violin and all, which is, after all, a super dynamic instrument. You yeah. know, that's, it's nice to be able to do that. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. Um, it's a shame we haven't really spoken much, and we probably don't have much time. Do you five more minutes? To, uh, about, uh, to speak about your um, stuff coming up with Joshua Redman. Yeah, yeah, sure. Interesting to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, yeah we're, we've been working for... Uh, we we had this tour in Norway now just before Christmas, um, which was really nice. Uh, we premiered our duo in Norway in 2016, and uh, uh, that was following. We've been playing with each other in, in different settings uh, for, for uh, quite a few times through like that for more than 10 years, I guess. Right. 
So, but the duo is sort of like a new thing. Mm-hmm. And we're doing uh, Wigmore Hall uh, here yeah. in uh, London in this fall. Okay. I think on September 11, maybe. I think. Oh, really? Is yeah. It? yeah. Okay. It's my wife's birthday. So oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was about. To, I was literally just about to say to you, uh, man, I'm going to be there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm not quite sure, but yeah, yeah it check it out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's really nice though. That's really, um, yeah. It's uh, yeah, but with him, I'm doing. Uh, I'm also doing. Uh, I'm playing a lot of the the bass violin as well. Ah. Uh, I don't, I don't know violin. if you the, the sensi core strings. You know this uh, ah, yeah. thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. It sits really nicely with the, with the Schertler thing. At least like pizzicato stuff is really nice. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's just violin sized strings, just yeah. really fat and one octave lower sounding. Right. So you can just put them onto whatever like regular violin you want. Mm-hmm. I mean the the action is really it gets uh, you know it's a it's a really really low suspension on the strings. Sure. So playing with a bow, you can't apply much pressure without okay. the tone tone like pitching, uh, pitch okay. bending upwards. Right. <laughs> upwards. Uh, uh, yeah, like oh, a, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's usually it's downwards if you apply more bow, right? You think? So? Yeah. Well, no. The, the the pressure would the pressure gets uh, it, yeah adds suspe- suspension to the string, right. which. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it's good. Maybe it I'm just thinking of, uh, like, you know, you can get, like, subharmonics. I think that's what they're called. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, push right. down really hard, you get, like, yeah. a tone below. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Probably a different thing, I guess. I don't know, but, uh, I mean, no, speaking of harmonics, that's, that's the thing with... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can really hear those low harmonics. Oh, you right. can really hear those through... through um, Pickups, you know, like yeah. through the. Yeah. I, I guess you experienced that. Yeah. Especially playing double stops, you will okay, hear like yeah. uh, like uh, this uh, this it's whole forest the, of uh, of uh, deep harmonics underneath. Oh, it's in the overtone, like the. Um, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, but so the yeah the bass violin, it's uh, I've uh, I really I've really uh, been digging into that for uh, the past ten years also, I yeah. guess. Uh, pizzicato stuff is cool, uh, and at least with the with the pickup, it sounds really deep and yeah. uh, and like uh, yeah, like a, a full bred like comping instrument basically. Right, yeah. So which means I've uh, I also could dig a little into more like comping styles yeah, and cool. stuff. Yeah. So I'm basically, basically uh, yeah that and and uh, viola. I'm, yeah, uh, okay. yeah. So we were talking about violin, but uh, no, well, yeah. but uh, yeah, I've uh, that's uh, another crush of mine for the oh, really? past ten years. I've, right. I guess I've uh, switched almost like yeah for like with my trio, I played the almost entirely viola for the, the last uh, tours we did, uh, yeah. and I've experienced that as many violinists, uh, oh, really? our jazz violinists, that's sort of switch to the viola and you know right yeah uh, okay. so get some time off from the high uh, high frequencies yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. and i guess yeah you can do that and still play yeah yeah. yeah yeah i have this you know it's a moderately sized viola so it's right. not that big big, okay. a, big of a change from from the violin it's not hard to intonate yeah. in that yeah it can, it can be a big big difference can't it? yeah yeah yeah. Difference. yeah so i'm bring, i'm I'm bringing all three of those to the table at uh, with, Josh. Uh, with Josh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. 
yeah. Are so you doing your own compositions? We are, yeah, yeah. both mine and his, right. and uh, a few common uh, tunes that we like and love. And um, the whole thing is really loose, really. Uh, we have like a bunch of tunes, maybe like an, an opener set and uh, ending tune, an encore set or something, and uh, and then it's just a bunch of stuff happening in between where right. we and really freely go from one thing to another, which yeah. is really fun. And I mean, he's a complete musical monster, so sure. he's got no limits, yeah. so, so uh, yeah. And we have this beat thing in common, so so we can sort of like relax. It's like we lock into the same grid, which uh, is really fun. Right. Oh, yeah. great. And it's a great uh, learning experience to, yeah. to, to try and do that without any like comping, like any, Bass or drums, so sure, yeah. just yeah. Uh, try and trust trust your ears. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we should probably wrap it up. I think you so. Yeah. Make your gig. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, starting to call go, now. <laughs> yeah, All yeah. Right, thank you very much. Eight minutes. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Thanks Matt. Man. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening to the Jazz Violin Podcast. This was episode five, and we were chatting with Ola Kvernberg. Well, when I say we, I mean me. I'm Matt Holborn, um, if you don't know me already. Uh, please subscribe. That would be great. Subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, just, you know, subscribe, share, like, um, you know, on all the, all, all the places that you're supposed to do that stuff. Um, if, you, if you have any friends who like jazz, violin or just violin you know if you've got like a violinist friend um you should send them this as well even if they don't play jazz violin because i think this is interesting to everybody um what else was going to say send me an email send me an email as well if you've got you know if you've been enjoying the show and you you know you have any suggestions or of like who to have on send me an email my email address is matt holborn 88 at gmail.com all lowercase, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think our next guest is going to be, I keep saying our, my next guest. Nobody else does this, just me. It, I think it's going to be Daniel John Martin. I think I'm meeting him tomorrow um, when he's he's on his way to Liverpool, to London. Um, I think that's everything. Uh, bye. Bye.